Hello, everyone, and welcome uh, to the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and uh, this is episode 40 today. Um, and it's uh, about time for me, actually, uh, about two hours away from uh, boarding my flight to head back to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, and it can't come uh, any sooner. It's so, uh, you wouldn't believe how hot it is here in the UAE right now. Although I did manage uh, a very early morning round of golf, which we got in just in the nick of time. It was starting to get uh, unbearable out there, but uh, early in the morning is fine. But uh, let's, uh, I digress. Let's get back to episode 40. Um, Janet McLeod Baker is our guest today. And uh, Janet, I've known uh, for a long, long time. Uh, when I was a junior, she might have been number one or number two in uh, Nova Scotia for the ladies' uh, open uh, division. And I was just a junior back then, so uh, I knew and watched her play quite a bit. And uh, now uh, she uh, has since moved on in, into the coaching uh, aspect. And uh, very, very proud of Janet. She was named uh, the women's head coach for the uh, Pan Canadian Pan Am Junior uh, Games uh, team. And uh, they went to uh, Brazil recently. The women finished uh, a very respectable fifth. Uh, the men won gold and mixed doubles won a silver. Uh, excellent results and uh, really, really uh, proud of Janet for, uh, for, for that achievement. I think it's a first for uh, Nova Scotia squash uh, uh, coach to have been uh, chosen as a national team coach. Uh, so congratulations to her. And we uh, take a look at her coaching uh, career, her philosophy behind coaching, uh, where she is right now, which is in uh, Kentville, uh, Nova Scotia, um, where she uh, where she's the head coach at a club in Kentville. And uh, not only that, but she runs the... Uh, basically running the coaching uh, program for Squash Nova Scotia uh, and doing a great job with that as evidenced by uh, several juniors really uh, producing very good results uh, of late and uh, a lot uh, hats off to Janet and the team that she's assembled to help her uh, achieve those uh, results and also uh, she's also playing a bit of squat master squatch which has uh, had a resurgence of late uh, one of the uh, three Nova Scotians who uh, hit the podium uh, recently at the Canadian Nationals as uh, she finished second in the over 50 women's uh, along with Matt Bishop who was on the podcast a few weeks ago who won the men's over 40 and his sister Leah who I believe won uh, the women's or, or got to the final of the of the women's over 35 I, I'm not I think maybe a finalist second place for Leah in the over 35 but I could be wrong there but uh, regardless uh, excellent results for for team Nova Scotia there and uh, hopefully we can keep building on those results and get more of our uh, talented uh, masters players out and uh, playing in those events but uh, yes, so Janet uh, is preparing now for the World Masters in Charlottesville, uh, uh, Virginia. Uh, she'll be uh, heading to Halifax, and hopefully I'll catch up with her uh, for the first time in a, a well over 30 years. Uh, we haven't seen each other since uh, 
Uh, I was in about high school, and uh, she was just finishing uh, university, I believe. Maybe she went to uh, Dalhousie uh, University and played uh, some excellent squash back in the day, and great to see that she's uh, still uh, competing and training, and uh, good luck to her in the Masters event coming up. So uh, without further ado, Janet McLeod-Baker on Episode 40 of the In Squash Podcast. Uh, well, welcome to episode uh, 40 of the In Squash podcast, and uh, today, again, I'm uh, bringing this a little bit closer to home, uh, where I'm from, Nova Scotia. Uh, we have uh, the Canadian uh, Junior Pan Am Games team uh, coach, who just, uh, their team just returned with three medals, I believe, runner-up in the 2018 Canadian Nationals over 50 women's category, uh, head coach. Uh, at the Kings County Squash Club and currently ramping up for the World Masters next week in Charlottesville where she, she'll be playing in the over 55 now that she just had a birthday, I believe. Uh, I that could be the reason why it's over 55. Janet Baker is my guest. Janet, thank mm -hmm. you uh, for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, Jerry. Actually, Janet Baker is... Um my Facebook name, but it's Janet McLeod. Janet McLeod Baker. I did. I, I didn't know what to uh, go Sorry. by, but my mother goes with the two uh, names as well. Uh, so it's Janet Baker McLeod, actually. Janet Baker McLeod. Uh, well, Janet, it's great to have you on. I mean, uh, just a little backstory. I've known Janet, known you uh, for a long time. Back when I was a junior, you were uh, one, of the, maybe the uh, the number one uh, woman or one of the the top women in Nova Scotia. You and Sue. Uh, Williamson or Douglas back then used to have great battles, I believe. And uh, I was still a young fella uh, uh, looking up to the likes of you and, and others in the men's uh, group. But we haven't seen each other since then. Like It's been over 30, at least 30 years. Oh, yes, yeah. at least 30 years. A few things have happened in the meantime. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm here, you're there, and then so much uh, stuff. But uh, first of all, you're ramping up for... Uh, for the World Masters in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, next week. In fact, you just got off the court. Uh, what were you doing on court today, Janet? Uh, well, I was working with um, a, a men's A player here that plays out of our club, fortunately for me, um, by the name of James Wiseman. And um, we were doing a, a drill, keeping score um, up and down the wall, keeping score, and then immediately going into a game, no rest, and then... Um, up and down the backhand wall, another keeping score drill, and then immediately into a game. Oh, good. And, um, yeah, so I have definitely been training. I just, as you mentioned, uh, I just did have a birthday, so I've had to move up in age category. So uh, well, that, that's I, a good thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so I'm the baby in the yeah. 55 plus. Um, I hope that works in my favor, but I'm under no illusions that uh, it's going to be tough battles every match. It's funny how uh, when we when we were juniors, we uh, it worked the other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so it's uh, it's great to have uh, lots of support here in my club. But um, I'm headed into Halifax tomorrow to play Leah Booty Bishop. Right. Um, to get some training because uh, she and her brother Matt are also going to the Masters. So it's it's great uh, that we can support each other uh, in this venture. Yeah. Is it the, the three of you uh, from Nova Scotia going? Yes, just the three of us. Apparently there's over 80 Canadians in the uh, the World Masters. It's on the continent, which makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so, yeah, and it's a good time of year for me because I'm a school teacher as well. So. 
Yeah, yeah. The uh, I was looking at the the draw. The, well, they don't have the draws posted, but they have the uh, the competitors, and, the, and they're like they're huge numbers for the event. Yeah, there's 31 women in my in my age group, which is phenomenal. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I haven't had a lot of match experience with women my own age, so it will uh, hopefully I won't psych myself out. <laughs> yeah, I find uh, I train like I was saying earlier. I, I've been, I had been uh, training with uh, the Irish over 55 national uh, champion and he's been here in the UAE for a few months uh, his name is Neil Stone Wig and we we play we do a lot of training like you uh, just uh, mentioned but uh, I just find uh, when I go in against younger players these days it's just the reaction and exactly. uh, just so uh, yeah. shots that you should definitely be getting to it's like they're by you but before you yes my, my brain is that, is that just me or is that masters no that's that's masters <laughs> My, uh, I, I have played a few tournaments since Christmas, and, and it is, it is a, um, you know, you have to react so much quicker. Um, yeah. And your brain says go, but your body doesn't always reply. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think your brain is much, uh, I mean, uh, much wiser to to the game. I know when I was younger, I I, I didn't play the smartest uh, brand of squash, but I I could definitely cover the court and hit the shots. But uh, yeah. now it's the uh, now everything kind of works differently now, doesn't it? It does. It does work differently. Um, certainly, you know, the body is not responding as well, but um, a little bit of aches and pains as well but um but yes definitely smarter um trying to be a bit more strategic in targets and a bit more patience and i just um my my biggest challenge is to go in with fitness confidence yeah. so if i can maintain some strength and fitness um then i can hopefully outlast anyone but um well you have the the long career as well i mean you've been playing i, I think it since you were quite young and so the racket's not going to disappear no, um, but still always looking to improve, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. To, uh, and things have changed a little bit in terms of, um, in particularly the backhand technique. Just as you mentioned, coming back from Brazil with Pan Americans and, you know, the, the differences between some of the ways that the kids hold the rackets um, and, and in the backhand in particular and, and being able to use the strings a little bit more. Um, while making the shots, um, you know that those intricate things um, certainly have honed those a little bit more in my in my own game, and then try to uh, impart that on, on the juniors that I work with as well. So. Right, and um, so when do you leave uh, for Charlottesville? Um, the tournament itself starts on the 29th of July, and, and okay. my husband and I are going to drive down. Um, my first match is on the 31st of July. Okay, so you have a fair bit of time. Let's yes, actually, I'm, I'm headed to Moncton, uh, New Brunswick uh, on the weekend to help John Power Sr. Uh, run a squash camp oh, uh, with uh, one of the pros from Canada, Sean Delier. So I'm hoping to get a bit of match play while I'm in Moncton uh, coaching, um, yeah. get things lined up. So I've had so, Sean on the podcast. He, he's a great yeah, guy. I knew that. <laughs> so actually, I'm going to be staying um, billeted with um, some local players and Sean's also being billeted by the same one. So I'm really, really looking forward to I had to uh, edit something out of that one, by the way. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So. <laughs> um, right. Now, um, for, just going back, to, we talked a little bit about the, the Pan Am Junior uh, Games. You were named uh, one of the coaches to the Canadian uh, team. That's quite an achievement, uh, especially coming from Nova Scotia. I'm not sure uh, if anyone, any coach, from, squash coach from Nova Scotia has 
reach that level, uh, national level of coaching. So you've done an exceptional job, obviously, in the Atlantic region over the years. How, how did it make you feel uh, to, to be named to the national team? Oh, un- unbelievable. I mean, I've, um, the last uh, five years, I've been working towards my advanced coaching diploma, which I received um, in 2016 and, and was recognized by Squash Canada um, over the last few years uh, as being assistant coach and manager to the World Juniors, um, both in Eindhoven, Netherlands in 2015 and last year in New Zealand. And so to become, to be named as head coach um, for the girls team in Pan Am was just, uh, yeah, it's just something I've been working towards. Wow. Yeah. And um, there was a male head coach as well, Matt Serdiak, and uh, the two of us hadn't really met. So because there's a male team and a female team, a girls team and a guys team. So yeah, to be a head coach coming from rural Nova Scotia, um, I was obviously very proud of that and uh, something something that uh, yeah, I've been working towards for the last few years. So That's and cool. Squash Canada is doing a really good job of trying to um, spread the love, if you like, and and particularly women's coaches of women's teams because that's been lacking um and i'm certainly probably maybe not as experienced as some of the other women coaches but certainly have the most education of um some of those coaches Hmm. so uh, yeah definitely a very proud moment for me absolutely and the experience in brazil i mean obviously uh the women did well they finished uh, fifth you got a, a mixed doubles medal, I believe, a, a silver. Yeah, there was a silver. And uh, the men won the gold, which got huge, uh, huge, which was huge. So as a team and as a collective, uh, a very, very successful uh, Pan Am Games. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, in terms of the girls that went, there was um, a real mix of uh, strength and experience. So, um, you know, we, we went with what we had and, and uh, the girls really responded well. Um, the conditions were hot and uh, as you can imagine, although it was winter in Brazil and uh, it was uh, definitely a, a learning experience for the girls. They, they improved over the, the course of the, uh, the tournament, but um, we were hoping to come top three, to be honest. So you know, fifth is great, but it wasn't quite our goal. Um, there was a few things out of our control. So, um, right. But, the, uh, I mean, women's squash, uh, even, I mean, across the board, uh, internationally, and even in Canada, I mean, uh, these days, it's really, really uh, fun to watch, and, and the level is very high. Uh, I think in Canada, uh, of our top women, that there might be four in the top 70 in the world. Um, uh, what do you think, uh, do you think the, these new juniors that are coming up, do they have the same uh, potential as the current group of girls like Sam? Uh, Danielle, uh, Holly, and, and, and those girls? Yeah, they absolutely do. You know, there's there's always the, um, there's a tricky balance when these girls, um, when they go off to college, whether it's in the United States or Canada, if they'll continue to play, and, or if they won't go to college and continue to play, or just postpone college. Um, so that's always the tricky point, um, is when they're finished high school, is where do they go after that? And and they all have the potential. It's just whether they, you know, are they pursuing squash so they can get, you know, into a, a good college and then the, does the squash continue after that? Um, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, but they certainly do have the potential. Um, it's just whether they have the, the motivation, I guess, um, to carry it on past 
Well, right now it's quite quite interesting and very good. I think a lot of opportunities, especially if you look south of the border, if they get opportunities to uh, go to uh, like get a scholarship, you've got so many great ex players that have turned coaches and great coaches down there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, even some of the, the, the girl that I worked with out of this club, um, Emily Terry, uh, she went to St. Lawrence University in, in uh, New mm-hmm. York. And, um, and then there's been others from this province as well as obviously across Canada that have gone south of the border. Um, so it, it depends. Do they pursue it after that? Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But um, What's your advice uh, to these girls if they come, uh, say, the Terry you mentioned earlier, um, when they come to you, uh, what would you advise them to do? Uh, continue maybe squash in Canada at, at the university level, which is decent as well? Yeah. It, the border, and it's interesting you ask that because I have three daughters and my youngest actually played for Western. Um, it's always mm-hmm. nice to have one of your offspring yeah. uh, play for it that you're – a little bit nuts about, um, but yeah, it's an interesting dilemma, and I don't know where Squash Canada lies in this. Um, you know, this is the part you might edit out, Jerry. Um, but you know, we, <laughs> no, we, no. Uh, we as a Squash Canada nation develop players, and then they, have, I'll say, disappear south of the border, never to be seen again. Sometimes, and so it is. I think Squash Canada is trying very hard to say, you know what, you don't have to go to university to be a good squash player. What if you postpone it for a year or two and just see how it goes and pursue it and here's how we can help you. Mm -hmm. I think Squash Canada is in a bit of a dilemma um, because they do develop these kids and then they go south of the border and then they don't necessarily come back. Right. Um, And so I also know they're trying to do an under 23 tournament um, to help encourage that um, those players between 19 and 22, to the university players to to play. Keep playing. So, yeah. so it, it, you know, I don't know if I'd give advice. I'd, I'd certainly, you know, are they playing squash to get the scholarship, or are they playing? Uh, are they, you know, playing squash because that's what they want to do? And it's it's sometimes it's a bit of a coin toss. Um, yeah. Well, I guess at the end of the day, if they love the game, then they can make uh, make the decision that they want to make, it's up to them. I and mean, you've got right. great coaching and uh, a great, a great setup in the U S and then also support in Canada. So speaking of squash uh, Canada, it, it may be ironic or it may not be, but uh, obviously uh, they've made some big, uh, taken big steps recently. They brought in uh, Martin Heath who actually coaches in, um, I think it's yeah, Rochester. Is it Rochester University yes, of Rochester, Rochester yeah. as the the elite uh, to run the elite uh, program, and then also uh, most recently uh, a friend of mine, Steve Wren, taking over as president okay. of Squash yeah. uh, Canada. Okay, two uh, two sort of big names, good, very good players uh, who would definitely add something to uh, Squash Canada. What do you think uh, about those moves that they've made recently? Yeah, I think that, and then uh, the addition of Graham Williams as well, who was from England, but now um, yeah. is centered in Windsor, Ontario, and he's he's the sort of, he's the fellow that I speak to. He's the one that you know selected me to go to Brazil. But so those uh, three, um, I think it, yes, we're we're in for um, some. I hope some refreshing refreshing ideas. Um, I'm very hopeful. 
Um, I'm a little bit concerned because Martin's going to divide his time, um, but we'll see how that goes. And obviously Graham divides his time, but I'm with Steve Wren. Uh, he's been a player. He still is a player. He's going to Virginia. Yeah, he'll be in Virginia, yeah. And his son has been a – well, his, all his children, sorry, have been in the junior program, so he's very well aware of how that works. And then just he has connections all over the world. So, yeah, it was um, – it's, it's a great – I think I'm, I'm hopeful, you know, for some – some good moves and some good direction and, and some tough choices, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There. Steve's very well respected um, in all of those, those areas I just mentioned. I think the tough choices will be respected as well. So that's great. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it bodes well, uh, particularly uh, with Steve there and, yeah. uh, and Martin seems like he, his heart's in the right place. So hopefully uh, that yeah. goes well too. Um, now let's uh, uh, take this a bit closer to home for you. The, you're you're the are you the head coach at the Kings County Squash Club? Yeah, so it's Kings County Squash Club is a small little uh, key club. We have two courts in Kentville, which is about an hour down the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, head coach. Um, yes, okay, I do a lot <laughs> of the programming for sure uh, for yeah. all for the juniors here in this area, um, starting with Little Rockets and four and five year olds all the way up to the kids that um, are part of the provincial program. But I'm also um, uh, on the, so I'm on the board for Kings County Squash Club, but I'm also on the board for Squash Nova Scotia um, as the director of what is called the Nova Scotia um, Provincial uh, Pathway Initiative, NSPPI. And that initiative, I don't know if you're aware, but that Sport Nova Scotia looked at all the sports in this province and said, you need to create some, uh, better pathways for your athletes that want want to pursue it further. And so we had to sit down and go through um, a, a very long process of um, figuring out our performance goals and our, and our uh, program goals related to our sport. And then we were given allocated money based on how that went. And so that's, I'm in charge of that. And part of that program is providing opportunities for juniors to pursue um, squash uh, in a big way if that's what they want and so I'm the provincial coach and I'm yeah. the director of that pathway and so that might mean supporting them financially to go to a out-of-province tournament it might also mean um, supporting them for some sports science out, off the squash court so weight training um, it might also mean, um, well, it does mean um, creating a provincial team squad that they're part of. Um, and then, you know, depending on what year they enter the provincial program, they have a, they're given a financial commitment uh, from the Nova Scotia Provincial Pathway Initiative to pursue. So it's, it's a, a new model that continually gets tweaked um, to make yeah. it better. Um, I think it's probably going to be changing again from the sport Nova Scotia side of things, but um, it's pretty exciting. We've gone from, say, eight to ten kids to now there's 50 juniors I know of in the province. Age range, of course, from five to 18, um, who have all participated in some form or another um, in our provincial sort of pathway. So it's pretty exciting. That's awesome, um, yeah. A lot of work. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, no, I so, did. I, I went to the website and I did actually. Uh, I left oh, those notes in my office, but I did. Rem- I did take a look at that, and I was going to just say, you know, back when I was a junior, I think my generation might have been the first generation of a gr- like actual group 
of juniors in Nova Scotia, it would have been me and uh, the Boyles and right. uh, uh, Matt Bishop had just, just a young fellow back then, but uh, yeah. that generation, I think we were like the first group of juniors, but there was no, uh, there was Dave Hubley who did a great job with Matt and those guys. Job, yeah. uh, but there was no, um, nothing like that in the uh, system per se. Uh, yeah. And I think what, you know, sport in Nova Scotia is putting the pressure on and saying, you know, if you want money, essentially, then prove how you're using it. Be accountable. Yeah. And, um, and well, at least they're recognizing squash, aren't they? Um, well, they are. I mean, we yeah. don't get all the money that, say, Canoe Kayak gets, who, you know, they're <laughs> Olympics and all of that. But that, but we do actually get um, a little bit of uh, funding, and then it does help provide. It's not just about juniors. I need to be clear with that. It's also about um, coach development as well, right? Um, which is another hat I wear. Um, but um, it's so, not, do results uh, fa- obviously results factor into funding? Absolutely, right. Yeah. Well, yes, and so I have to sit down uh, biannually with Sport Nova Scotia and prove to them how the money's being used and, and based on performance. And so it does, it puts a little bit of pressure on, but that's not a bad thing. No. Um, how, say, how does that, how's that been going? I, I did notice a few juniors doing well uh, at the national level. Uh, yeah, we have um, one junior in particular, Douglas Kosovakiewicz, who actually, um, I was his first coach here. He, he now gets coached by Neil Harvey, who also lives in the Valley. Um, so he's, uh, he's definitely been in the top, uh, top 20 of his age group when he was under 17. Um, I think he might have even been top 10. And, um, but yes, and that's, that's the point. If the kids want to pursue it, then this program can, can support them to do that. Um, and, and it does mean that, yeah, we have to be accountable um, for our performance, but it's also about programs as well. Are, are we providing programs that can help those kids get to that performance? So. Yeah. I was just th- I was thinking earlier that Kentville and Wolfville, I remember back in the, uh, the mid eighties, I used to train. It was my, I think it was my first year to train with the men's national team and David, not the men's uh, provincial team. David Bevan was in, at Acadia yeah. and he used to bring us down there and we'd run around the, the track yeah. like, uh, doing sprints and stuff back then it, it was him and then following him uh i think mike smeltzer might have been around yes. playing a little bit uh so there's always been this uh squash scene in uh, kentville slash wolfville and now as you mentioned earlier uh, uh neil harvey's in the area uh tell us a little bit about that well um about Probably about 12 years ago, there was a, a fellow um, who, I mean, the courts at Acadia were not fantastic. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's an indoor soccer facility here in Kentville, and there was a, quite a large space. Um, and so um, there was a local fellow who uh, worked at uh, Michelin, Grant Ferguson was his name, and he said, what if we try to put squash courts so we, uh, in the soccer dome? Um, so he managed to get some money raised by various levels of government. And so we put two squash courts in the soccer dome and um, they're sprung floor and they're Anderson courts out of uh, the States. And they are by far the best courts in the province. And I think Neil Harvey would agree. And, um, and now we have, we had a little bit of a heating issue and now that's been resolved. So Neil's moved to the Valley as of, uh, I guess in the last year 
and he's not doing a lot of coaching. He has another business that he's doing, but he does coach um, Douglas and on demand if someone else does, which is great because it just means that there's other opportunities in the Valley. Unfortunately, there's a, uh, there aren't any coaches in the city. So it, it's oh, yeah. know, who are actively coaching that. And I say that with all due respect, I mean, Leah is doing a little bit with juniors for sure, but there's not a set coach. So that, that problem needs to get solved because now we have a couple coaches in the Valley and no one in the city. So we are working on that. Um, but, uh, but it is, it's great. We've got people coming now to us. Right. Um, yeah. It's, which is kind of nice. <laughs> well, appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate having you on, and I uh, want to wish you all the best in Thank you so much. West for, uh, Charlottesville, right? In Virginia. Charlottesville. Uh, the That's right. Uh, you're seated uh, in the 9 to 16, so you might I, have a, a, a decent I draw. Get, I hope I don't get number one or number two in my first round. But I see. Yeah. I saw Sue Williams. Williamson is in the draw, but she's from Australia, so. Yeah, different suit, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, good luck in that. And also, um, I hope we can keep in touch and maybe do it again uh, a little further down the road. Great. All right, Janet, take care, and, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks again. No, thank you. Thanks, Terry. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, thank you uh, so much, Janet. That was a lot of fun, and all the best uh, in uh, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, at the Masters. You're moving up uh, to over 55 uh, as a result of a recent uh, birthday, so belated birthday greetings as well. I'm not sure if we covered that in, in the podcast. I don't think we did, but I did uh, give you a shout-out on Facebook uh, as well. But good luck to her. Good luck to uh, all the participants. I know quite a few people uh and uh, see, looking at the draws and seeing all uh, uh, all the names that I used to compete against uh, in my divisions, uh, in my division, and in in the other divisions, it makes me uh, uh, jealous a bit. I should. I was thinking uh, there was a small chance that I was going to play uh, this year, but uh, just didn't work out. And uh, but perhaps uh, for the next one, I'm definitely uh, going to try to keep this. Uh, in the back of my mind and train up for for the masters events which again uh, seems to have uh, hit quite a resurgence uh, of late and uh, it's good to see all of us squash players uh, keeping it going and uh, uh, playing well uh, in the masters uh, levels so anyways everybody uh, thanks for listening and enjoy uh, your squash and we'll talk to you soon goodbye now